Follow us on Twitter at YMTE. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash you, me, them, everybody. And for details on Monday and Tuesday nights at the Hungry Brain, go to you, me, them, everybody.com. Hello, everybody. You are listening to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby, and sitting not in my tiny West Town apartment, but on top of it, on a roof, is a very funny man whose name is... Drew Michael. There you go, Drew Michael. Oh, it's uh, a, I, I, you know, it's a, uh, is that a roof cue? It's kind of a roof cue. Um, I'm moving, and uh, my apartment is in, is in shambles, so we went to the shitty comedy club Shambles and realized there's no microphone cable, and I'm very angry at myself, and more importantly, I'm angry that I ruined Drew Michael's evening, and that's why I ran the roof. It's, yeah, completely ruined now. You're completely I'm looking ruined. looking at uh, the Sears Tower, just hating... Every minute of it. So it's your normal day. Spe- let's start with hatred. Hatred? You sound like a very hateful comedian. Uh, see, I don't, I don't know. On I stage. Like that. Why don't you like that? Hateful. Because I don't think it's hate so much as it is frustration. What's I the know difference? you're talking about. The, you know, people think it's hateful. I don't think it's hate. I think it's frustration. Because I, I just think we could do better. Who's the we in that? Uh, people, ever people I know, people I don't know, people that people that affect me, people that I see, people that... I, I, don't, I don't know if it's strictly America. I mean, I've traveled a little bit, but I haven't uh, deduced that it's like an American thing versus... A, I have been to Canada, and Canada's pretty much the same thing. Just they think Americans are stupid. So I don't know if it's like a cultural thing or, or, or just this city or... Uh, but, but like people, people that I, I've come into contact with and that I believe exist out there, I, I get frustrated with, and myself too. What is your ideal world? Oh, I don't know. Are you, you're asking me to make a utopia right now on yeah. your roof? Yeah. Uh, or what could you be doing that would make you happier? I, I don't know. I'm figuring that out. I'm 25. You're a young man. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I started maybe like four years ago, but like I would say only really for three years. Why did you start? Uh, I don't know. I was in college. Where'd you go to college? Uh, University of Illinois. Okay, so you were in Champaign? Yeah. Okay. And Is there a good comedy scene in Champaign? No. I was this lost fucking kid. I did a lot of, not not a lot of drugs, but I smoked pot every Like I, I got to college. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And, uh, you know, I, I had the, the, the typical freshman meltdown where you're just, like, completely lost. You, you don't go to class. I, I smoked pot and played Madden all day. That's, it was my whole day. I'd watch Family Guy and, like, just, like, the most cliche, typical. Do you still like Family Guy? No, I don't watch any TV, actually. Do you have a TV? Uh, I own a, t- a television, yes. Isn't it kind of important for you to watch? You don't do any pop culture stuff, People though. say that. No, yeah, I don't care. Like, You're I went good. to uh, New York recently. I went to the Jimmy Fallon taping, and the Kardashians were one of the guests. Yeah. I know you the fuck yeah. they were. Well, that's good. I was, I've heard the name before, but most of my pop culture knowledge comes from other co- comics' jokes. When you're going to do a set, when you're going to do a, a showcase, do you listen to other comics beforehand, or will you avoid them? I stopped watching uh, stand-up also. The only comics I'll really watch now are people I know, people locally, people I'm on the show with. That's pretty much it. When you say the show, you mean, like, the show or do you mean Red Bar? Yeah, or, yeah, like Red Bar or Comedians You Should Know or any of the shows. Let's talk about Comedians You Should Know. It's one of my favorite nights. Thursday nights? It's a Wednesday night. It's a Wednesday night. I apologize. Wednesday night, Wednesday night, Wednesday night. It's in an awful neighborhood. It's, it's like, I mean, to me, to hang out. Yeah, it's you know, awful. but it's a Wednesday night, so it's not like you're out there on a Friday or Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you've made an awful room good. See, I don't, I don't, the, the room, I mean, yeah, I guess the, it's, it's kind of out there, like, it's not nearby. I love it, it's off the bus line I live off of, so I, 
you guys bring in not club comics. When I say club comics, I mean stereotypical club comics. Yeah, we bring comics. in people who we think, I mean, like, being good at comedy is so much more than having good ideas. Uh, so that room, it's what's interesting about that room, th there's only a couple of rooms that are like that really in the city, uh, locally, um, aside from Zany's, and that's like, we get crowds that are completely uh, unattached to any of the performers. Yeah. The people who just came to see a show. And that's awesome. That's very rare yeah. here in Chicago. Most most uh, crowds at shows are full of people who, friends of friends, friends of the performers, friends of the producers, etc. Et Those cetera. are fun shows. Yeah, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that, but like, there is something to be said, because like, when we play at our show, uh, the fact that it is going to be, you know, a handful, a, a good crowd full of people that nobody knows and knows nobody and also on top of that a lot of the comics don't come out because it is downtown <coughs> so uh it is just that it's yeah. just that so you're playing in front of a room and that's you know similar to what you're going to see at a club if you travel yeah and things like that um so i think that's it's good for building that muscle and it's also like a different kind of test different kind of like things do you do different sets if you're going to do a room like say your room or say like riot where it's mostly Riot is yeah. Like Riot's that. a very loose. And it's great. It's another great show. Yeah, totally it's fun. different than your show. Very loose. Very loose show. It's very friend based. It's yeah. treehouse like you know almost. What will you cater your set to the crowd? Um, you know, it depends. If I have something that I write, I really want to work on it. I will do it regardless of the room. And maybe I'll set it up differently and try to find a way into it a little bit differently. It's like, you know, part of part of being good at stand up, I think, is turning the room into what you want it to be. What's your ideal room? Um, I actually really enjoy playing um, almost like underground rock venue. Okay. Kind of places. The few times so I like played Beat the Kitchen or something? Kitchen, I'd like that. I haven't been there in a while. Um, but I did like, I also did some shows at the Elbow Room. I like that venue too. What, what was good about the Elbow Room? Because you're the first person that's ever said you like playing the Elbow Room. You know, I always had fun there. Uh, I really just like that. Oh, I mean, you know, the layout isn't ideal, but I just like that underground, like basement dingy fucking like weird colored lights on a rock stage with like tape all over it and it, it, you know I just I don't know I like that it's kind of grungy it's kind of like how are the crowds uh, the first show I ever did there was awesome there really was 75 people there yeah it, it hasn't really I've never really seen a show like that since but the first time maybe yeah, that's it was why a showcase. I'm yeah it was a showcase that uh, a guy named Ryan Durden runs um oh, wait did we answer the other things we'll keep going don't worry oh, okay. this is all about tangents Okay, okay, and never completing the, the yeah, first Yeah, it's one. fine. It's basically Keep how, people on how, their how women talk. There you go. There we go. Nice yeah. being sexist. Speaking of sexist. Well, but, like, that's true. I mean... That's not true at all. It's complete... Well, it's not completely true cause to say all things are... You know, you're never going to generalize completely and be like, oh, all of this does this. Like, that's never true. But, like, here's a thing that I have noticed, and, and maybe this is sexist. I don't know. But get into an argument with a woman. Get into an argument, and then try to see if they can pull quotes from things that were said. They can very rarely remember the quotes, and often they can remember the feeling associated with it, or the attitude, or how they inferred it. So they're not going to say, like, you said that, you know, you were going to do this. They're going to say, like, you were being an asshole. Okay. You know what I mean? So and you'll ask for specific examples, and they can't quote them. Back. It's it's uh, in in my experience, and maybe I have a you know biased sample size. I don't know, but it's, it always seems to be that they are more 
in tune with 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 the emotion and the the uh, attitude behind okay. what you're saying and what they're saying and how they interpret it, rather than the word. And the you know we tend to be focused on like the logical. And I hate to say logic versus emotion, but that is okay. kind of the root there. That makes sense. Like we like like we want to make an argument, and they're like having a you know this battle of moods. How old do you feel? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel two. Sometimes I feel, uh, you know. You don't seem 25. What do I seem? You seem like you have your head on in terms of what you want to do. Well, okay, so let's go back to this is what started. Uh, we, we can actually See, uh, cap off the job. tangent. We, yeah, there you go. Um, Except yeah. you bring it up. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, when I was in college, college. I, had, yeah, I had no idea. So, yeah, I got to school. I was doing all this stuff, and. You know, my, my dorm room was just uh, the floor. There was no car. It was just Jimmy John's wrappers. You Did know, you work at Jimmy John's? No, I ate there. I, I would order in, like, every day. I don't like Jimmy John's. Uh, no, it's not great. It's not. Yeah, but I'm 19. I mean, like, I don't like any of the stuff that I did then. <laughs> so why would I? Do you like anything you do now? Yes. Good. Yeah, I like what I'm doing So how did you get from college, potheads? So I was just lost. I, I, I went to school for, uh, I, I was an engineering major. Really? Yeah. So I, your parents were proud of you at one point. Well, so I I had very good grades in high school, very high test scores. Uh, my three areas that I did exceptionally well in, which is really interesting, was uh, math, science, and writing. Very well, too logical. Well, it's just it's just very uh, symbolic of like the dilemma that I had in college. Okay. Because uh, I basically was I wanted to go to acting school. I was forced to go to engineering school, basically. Okay. Where did you want to go to acting school? Uh, I don't know. I was looking. All, I was actually looking. Uh, there's one school that actually has good theater and good uh, engineering, which is Carnegie Mellon. Really? Yeah, out east. I think it's in where, where Pennsylvania or something. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Don't. I hope that's right. Because yeah, that's the one thing you remembered don't forever. Fuck <laughs> I hate that because like you say in conversation, nobody cares. If somebody listens to that. And then, like, Googles it. Like, oh, this guy's a fucking idiot. Or, I think those are the state. best. I'm pretty sure it's Pennsylvania. Those are the best parts of any podcast or any radio show because if they're wrong, you're initially going to listen harder to figure out what's wrong about the rest of the interview. Possibly. But I'm admitting that I might be wrong about that. So, <laughs> Is that the fuck, only- fuck you, Wikipedia guy. Or well, it could be wrong. No, but if, if I am wrong, then I have admitted that it's possible. All right. So, uh, so I was going to do that. And then. So, you say you couldn't. Is that because your parents? Yeah, they, they were paying for it. They when they were like they were pushing engineering. They would yeah. sit me down with my college counselor in school, in high school. Where'd you go to school? High Stevenson school. High School. Is that in Chicago? It's one of the biggest uh, public high schools in Illinois. Where is that? Uh, Lincolnshire. It's like Where's, the northwest is that northwest? suburb. Okay. Yeah. How was the northwest suburbs? Oh. Nice, safe. I you know I was here's the thing I was so miserable my whole life. Are, uh, you seem miserable now. Now do yeah. I? Are you telling me or asking? Asking. Uh, and telling. Oh, I'm way, I'm way happier than I really? was. Really? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. You know what's really crazy is people who know me now over the last three years, they're seeing like the best part of my life, and I still have the reputation of being like a downer and cynical and frustrated or hateful, or whatever you say. Yeah, you, you do have that. But I'm, that's because I'm drawing from the 20, first 22 years. Okay. Which, like, and, and you know, it's funny, uh, you know, people think I, Northwest Suburbs, Stevenson High School, Jew, People think very rich. Okay. Not the case. Okay. Uh, I grew up in a very small townhouse in a very Russian neighborhood, just inside of the Stevenson High School district. Okay. Uh, my parents did not make enough money to pay for the house, but my mom's parents 
we're we're paying the mortgage payments. Okay. Uh, to because they wanted us, they didn't want us to live in some apartment in Mundell. They want us to have like you know, yeah, the, be in the good school district and you know that makes sense. You're on. Yeah. Well, so, so you were one of those kids in a rich school but weren't rich. Uh, yeah. Do you and think I, that influenced your comedy or your attitudes about life? Did that sure. Make you I angry? mean, that's where I grew up, and you know, I I didn't like my high school. It was very big. I was very uh, I, I was very lost, lost in, the in there. Yeah. What's that? Lost in the shuffle. Yeah, and I also have this other thing. I got this uh, this hearing issue that I've you had do. my whole life. Yeah, it was uh, ever since I was maybe three. I don't know if it was my whole life. So, but sorry, when I was three or four, uh, and they said he's got a. You know, I failed my hearing test in like preschool. So what does that mean? With the beeps, you've took those. To be, I took. Yeah, most kids think it's yeah. just stupid. It's a waste of time. But for me, it was like they were like you failed, and so I went to a, a ear doctor. And he said, "Yeah, you have this. It's what's called a cookie bite loss. That's okay. uh, if you look at the audiogram, it looks it like it's like basically like a dip, just like a cookie bite. You know, okay. it starts the the highs and the lows. They're low, like mine are low, but uh-huh. then the mids for me is really bad, which is where conversation takes place, as you probably know. I do. Uh, so talking was like horrible. Synthetic sounds and talking are all the. Wouldn't that be quite difficult to be an actor if you can't under?" can't hear oh or a comic okay so well you're a comic but you're on stage talking yeah but no well hecklers and stuff and uh, and all you need to be aware of what people say and also conversation you need to be able to bounce back Mm -hmm. um so yeah so i grew up very that's i mean that's really that that's probably the biggest influence in my comedy honestly is that one thing uh the fact that i spent all this time in an already fucked up situation turbulent household parents split when I was 12 up until then there was lots of fighting you got good comic DNA I suppose yeah. I mean like I, I wasn't like I wish I had the foresight to be at 10 instead of like you know hiding under my blanket to be like oh this is gonna make for great insight if you think that you're stage. gonna be not funny what's that if you think that early on you're not gonna be funny you have to oh you have to absorb it and yeah. be in it and then and then reflect yeah no, that's totally true I, that's why people like who go to silly places to get material I think it's the most Thing. <laughs> I'm gonna go to this mall in Arizona because I might write a joke. Like you're a fucking idiot and you're wasting everybody's time. Uh, if yeah, live a life and then like when you write, think about like, well, what the fuck did I just live? It should be like a moment of reflection. I okay. think if you're gonna be honest with your comedy, if you're gonna do something more absurd, that's fine too. I like a lot of that stuff. I think, although I think that is honest as well. Well, let's se- absurd. let's separate the absurd. So Zach Galifianakis, absurd. He's a la- I think he's lazy. Let's right. take let's take a local guy. Let's take Junior. Junior Stock is absurd. Totally absurd. And completely honest. James Fritz, who we're going to see tonight, the exact opposite. Yes, but both very honest. Yes, both oh. very honest. Okay. Honesty is not mean you have to literally talk about your life. Okay. Okay. It means you're being honest to yourself. Honesty does not mean not lying. Honesty means you're in touch with what's actually happening. You're you're, you're open. You're. Uh, have you been to therapy? Yes. Is that good or bad for a comic? I can't say. What, okay, has it influenced any of your bits? Sure. And is bit a bad word? Or is that no. like song to a comic? Bit, yeah. I mean, like, if you want the lingo, I can. Uh, there's jokes, and then, uh, you know, a series of jokes that, like, you know, are combined into something a little bit more, a little longer, uh-huh. like a cohesive a string of jokes, a bit. Okay. You know, it's a little bit longer. And you're okay as, with that? As a, yeah, bit, okay. sure. It's a good bit. I, I'll say that. Okay. Great bit. That was a great bit. Great joke. You know, those are, some of these people use the same... Uh, use those synonymously. Um, then, then if you have like a couple bits that are in the same sequence and the same topic, you could say that's like a chunk. 
Oh, maybe. okay. That sounds it's, awful. It's, it's like, uh, or or that's like, a, you know, whatever. And then like, then your set is each individual performance, and your act is like all of your things from which you draw. Your act is your DVD, your CD. No, your act is everything. You can't act is not a capsule. Your set is your CD or whatever, and your entire OVR or whatever. Yeah, your set. Your CD is act. one set. Okay. Yeah. Each time you go on stage, that's a set. Are you ready to have a set recorded yet? Uh, no. Is that a goal? Yes. When is that potentially going to happen? Oh, uh, I, I don't have a time frame. It's, you know, I'm always working. I'm always trying to figure out what works. And I'm always re-going. I mean, I, I've thrown out so much shit that works, that's funny bits uh, that work, that I just, like, they don't fit what I want to do. So, so if like, you did those now, you wouldn't be being, you wouldn't be honest with yourself? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think if I, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to put together something. I think I want, like, it's just such a heavy topic for me. I think I want to make a comedy breakup album. That's something I'm working on. That going. was just an idea I had, like, two days ago. Keep going. So I like, have so much material on that topic, on frustration with just the way things are and, like, the way that it just is. Okay. And, like, you know, I mean, you've heard some of the, the ex-girlfriend stuff. And I have my own intimacy issues, and that obviously plays into it. I just think, like, uh, you know, you hear a lot of them in music. Music is often very metaf- metaphorical yeah. and symbolic. I think comedy, when it, when it's raw, is very literal. Okay. I think I want to make a, a literal uh, version of that. And, and, and the only person I can think of who's done something like that is maybe Marin, and I haven't heard his last Are you hour. afraid of being pigeonholed as, like, the romantic or the relationship guy? Uh, no. Because if I am, then I am. I, I don't, like, I honestly don't care what people, pay, like, I'm going to, if, like, that's the other thing I was thinking of, like, is, is it, I'm 25, so a lot of my thoughts on love or relationships are going to be very immature. Okay. And so I can't worry about if people are going to say, oh, that's immature, because you know I'm what, 25. Though, Marin's 50, and I think his opinions on love are very immature. Mature or immature? Immature. Yeah, yeah right, and so, like, if love I'm going to be... age matters. If I'm going to be immature... Then I want it to be because I am immature. I want it to be, you know, because that's what I—that's where I'm at right now. I hope in five years I look back at myself and I'm like, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> okay. Because that means I've grown. Yes. You're in Chicago. Is that only because your parents are from the area? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I grew up, yeah, you know, 40 minutes, 30, 30, 40 minutes outside of here. Are you going to move? I plan on it. Yes. Where? I mean, unless you know, there's like 10 more 9/11s probably in New York. <laughs> You know what I mean? Unless they somehow nuke the city. Why New York? Why not L.A.? Oh, I mean, like, L.A., I would only go there if I had a reason to. And trying to grind in L.A. seems horrible. Horrible. It's not, it, there's no, like, there's no tra- There's no traction there. It's no, it's all just, like, I don't know. The, all the cliches are true about that place. Okay. It's like, you know, look nice, smile, and fucking play the game. You look nice, you never smile. That's true. You play the game well. I don't from play an outsider's perspective. I don't play. You have business games. cards. You have. You I have business cards because you need them. You produce your own room. Yeah. You work on stuff daily. You're never too fucked up to miss a, to miss a gig. I don't. Right. You're playing the game. That's my life. That's good. That's I not a problem. I don't, I don't see it as. There's nothing the game. negative about that. You're doing what most people should be doing. I I think so. I think I work hard. I I you know I I don't think I work as hard as I could. But I work harder than a lot of people that I see, yeah. and it, that's frustrating to me because there's so many fucking people. But you could laugh them, you know. You're not in a comedy troupe. You're a stand-up. You're a solo act. No, I know, but there's so many people uh, out there that are so talented, and they're holding themselves back. And like, there's people that when I started, they were way better than me. Yeah. 
And I'm getting to the point now where it's no longer the case. That's great. Kind of. I don't like it. I want because there's pe- I want people. I mean, like people might think that I'm very, uh, you know, self-involved and egotistical, and I want all the every true. comic is. True. That's why you're on stage. True. But at the same time, I want the people that I think are good to be really good. Okay. Well, let's. I don't go- want. I want to go up against. If I'm going to be competitive, if I'm going to compete, quote unquote, in this business, do you this, feel like you're competing? I want, sure, you always are. There's only no, limited spots. No, you're not. Well, you are. There's limited spots. There's only. I mean, like, yeah. There's, and then if you have to make your own opportunities, that's another way of competition. You're also competing with who you were yesterday. Okay. So there's all sorts of competition. I don't think you can really look at it like it's not. Do you sleep well? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. It's easy for you to go to sleep at night. I sleep late. Like, I go to bed late because I have to wait until my brain just has exactly. no more energy. But and then once it does, I sleep, like, seven, eight hours, yeah. But you don't, like, drink heavily. I don't drink. You I do rarely drink. Once heavily. a month, I would say I drink. You don't, you don't do anything. You don't do any drugs heavily. I do mushrooms maybe once a year. Yeah, that's nothing. Oh, yeah. So you, you don't have an escape. You're always in your skull. My escape is, yes, is, I guess, stand-up. It do used to be TV for a while, and then I stopped. I just, like, I... It's such a waste of time. Do you feel good on stage? Yes. Is that the best feeling you have? Uh, there's two. Stage is one of them, and uh, in in bed with a girl is another. I understand that. Not like sex. Like, it's understand. not even about the sex. I just like with somebody that you care about. Would you bed. say you're neurotic? Uh, yes. Why? Well, no, it's relative, right? Yes. Of so course. I'm more neurotic than most. So that would make me neurotic. Okay. What's the goal? Why are you doing this? Is it just to be a stand-up? Do you want to also... you wanted to go into acting? Well, I did. Well, I was actor? in some plays in, like, grade school and a little bit in high school. Uh, and my friends in college were all acting majors. Okay, so let's... Uh, let me just wrap this up really quickly. I know really what quickly. I'm doing. I'm getting... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, that's... Well, that answers one question. There's the neuroses. See? I can't let these threads be, they like, will, untied at the they end. They will be tied. No, no, no! Wait, wait! <laughs> it makes my body... Actually, the fact that I'm sitting where I'm sitting makes me a little uncomfortable. Really? Why I, is I, that? I like to be on the left of people, and right now the way that we're. Do you open, want to switch? No, no, no. We can switch. No, no. I'm already. I'm already. I'm good. I'm, I just wanted you to have the view. No, I know. It's okay. great. It's a great view. Uh, I can't see what, what building is it that I can't see. That's water tower. Or no, sorry. That's the Hancock over that's there. The Hancock, yeah. That's the Sears Tower. Is that the Amico or whatever. It's blocked by that thing. Yeah. That's great for people who are listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they need to figure out where to break into. I was well, twice. Well, the way month, that so. you pointed and sounded, maybe they could. Yeah, tell. I'm in Chicago and Noble. If you want to break in after November first, feel free. I'll start giving the address out then. Oh, great. Yeah. Um. So. Neurotic. Oh, right. College. Uh, yeah. Acting. So I did some. Oh, my friends in college were all acting majors. My friend, my. So this guy actually dovetails into the other thing, the hearing thing. So yes. let's let's go. Let's say the whole. You know, growing up, completely isolated. Like, not completely, but I would say. Like, did you have friends in high school? Uh, yeah, the best friends I made in my whole life, I didn't make until I was in high school. Okay, that's uh, normal. Yeah, but like the friends I had before that, I never really like. I always felt like I was. Your friends with who you're friends with because of location. When you're that young, there's no other way around it. Yeah, same in high school. I mean, you, you're just yeah. who you're around. Yeah, it makes sense. But like, I, I like the people that I was friends with in high school. There's three friends that I'm still friends with to this day. That's nice. Look, I, I went to go visit a friend of mine. He's in Arkansas right now. I drove down there. He's, he's one of my best friends from high school. <coughs> my other best friend was my roommate for two and a half years here in Chicago. He just moved out. He just moved to, to another country. Why? Because uh, they actually, they, all three of them live in Israel right now for wow. different reasons. Dude, they're Jewish. Yeah, but like uh, two of them are kind of heavy 
into the Jew thing, and then one is very adamant critic of. Are you heavy into the Jew thing? No. Would you consider yourself Jewish? Yes, but not. Are you religious? No. Is it possible to be a very good comic that is religious? Uh, Have you heard? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it depends on what you. Religious is such a broad. Someone that goes to service once a week. I don't know. Sure, yeah, I, I can. I have seen no reason why you couldn't be. Yeah, I think you're going to limit yourself if you actually uh, you're going to censor yourself. That's why. I guess if you buy, but like people who go to service don't necessarily buy into Ten Commandments. And, True. You know, have you like, ever censored yourself on stage? Um, sure. I mean, there's there's room. Like when I go to Zanies, I can't swear. Really. There's a no swearing policy. It's like squeaky clean. I've said I think I say fuck like once in my set as opposed to like 15 times. Wow. Uh, there was a room I did up in Crystal Lake where they said no no f bombs. They say, which fuck you. Just say fuck. Yeah, I know. To me, say don't say fuck. Show me some respect and tell me fuck. Uh, so and like, uh, the I was hosting the show. Literally the second word out of my mouth was fuck. almost fuck. I stopped myself. I was gonna say like, oh, we got a fucking great show, but I was like, we got an awesome show. Like, it was <laughs> right, like this, the first thing I was gonna say. So fuck is to me is just a word. It I'd is say. just a word. Yeah, Louis C.K. had a great thing. He's like, uh, people think it's like awesome that, that like someone doesn't swear. It's like, it's like that's we, it's just an arbitrary word. It's like saying I never use the word chair. <laughs> like right, it's, that's how I think about it. It's like yeah. who cares? Um, Let's go back to college. Yeah, so high school, college. So I was very so. I don't know if it was because of. Uh, well, this is very therapeutic. That's the point. Yeah, we're getting to know you. But this see, it's it's so second nature to me that it's, I'm like devoid of emotion. I can just recite it. That's the best. Yeah, right. When you just beaten your fucking past into a yeah. cement, yeah, chiseled slab that you can just give to people. Yeah, it doesn't keep you up at night anymore. There's no more demons. You've exercised them. No, all. but they come up in different ways. Yeah, whatever. Uh. So, parents, it was very turbulent, very, a lot of arguing. Obviously, there was, you know, my mom, if she hears this, she'd be like, we had fun. Does your mom listen to your stuff? Yeah. They really? Both, they've seen, they, both parents have seen my act, yeah. Do you have, I don't think, I've never heard you do any parental material. Do you have any? Um, I, well, so they, they got divorced. I have a bit about divorce that I, I haven't worked into. I haven't figured it out yet. It's just something that's kind of like satellite okay. around. I have a lot of stuff that's just like out there that like people say like, how come you don't do that anymore? It's like, oh, well, I'm, it's just something I'm working yeah. out, figured out, and there's bits that like I have that are part of my core set or act. Um, and so I, you know, I try not. A lot of people, like right now, my my uh, yeah. So I, I I don't I don't have a lot of stuff about it. I, I I've done some stuff here and there, but yeah, I don't have. I don't if anyone I do, it's not going to be about like my mom or my dad. Okay, it's going to be it's going to be about like. I have a bit about divorce and just like what that is. Okay. And you mentioned the dad, but that's not my dad. Got it. It's, it could be anyone's dad. I don't like to talk about specific things a lot. What about? Can I mention bits or no? Sure. What about the uh, the restraining order stuff? <laughs> uh, what about? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but those are in my mind. That's like an that's like anecdotal to like who I am, and that's like a thing. But that's extremely personal. Right. Yeah, with the yeah, there's a right. I, I had a restraining order. I'm not order. saying the bit. I had a restraining right. I was about to say that I had a restraining order against me uh, from an ex-girlfriend, and then uh, you ended up. We ended up sleeping with her during 
you know, in the duration of the restraining order's yes. tenure. And the, do you want to say the punchline? Oh no, I don't want to do jokes. All right, all no right. No jokes on here, right? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Well, I always hear like I hear Bill Burr's podcast, and he said he'll say a joke. He's like, yeah, I can't believe I'm burning a bit on a podcast. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't work. And stand-up doesn't work out, out of context. No, it really doesn't. Are you glad you're doing this? You seem to be glad you're doing this. Yeah, it was one of those things that like, when I started doing it, I was like, oh, right, this is what I should do. It felt like a calling. Yeah, but like, and like, I never thought of it really. I, would, I, would, I wasn't really, I wasn't like a comedy nerd. Yeah. Like, well, I you're watched, watching Family Guy, which is not. Right, I watched like Friends. Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld I watched. Which is and Simpsons, so I, but that was. Just but you was were hot. watching like old, uh, what's his name, Gary Shandling show, right? Or, or yeah, or even like, I know I, I to this day I have not seen very much Richard Pryor. Yeah. Uh, which people say that I should, but like, really like Murphy specials or something. Like that. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of that. I haven't seen a lot of Cosby. I mean, I, I you know I, the guys that I started watching, the first one I watched was Seinfeld. I okay. saw. I'm telling you for the last time, my friends and I would just recite that in high school. That was really my first big exposure to stand up. I got into some Andy Kaufman. You're nothing like either of those guys. Seinfeld or Andy Kaufman? Yeah. Well, right, and then in college, I saw uh, Louis C.K. That makes sense. Right, and there you go. So there's that influence. I was like, okay, this guy might be the best comic ever. So I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. This is And it funny. holds up. Yeah. I don't think Richard Pryor holds up very well. You well, haven't seen Louis it yet. Louis C.K. is five years ago. Still, watch some specials from five years ago. It's yeah, well, his first special was three years ago. Like, yeah, that holds up. That was three years ago. Or just Google, not Google, YouTube that shit, and it's still really good. Craig Ferguson stuff from last year doesn't work well. Okay, well, all right. So don't, don't, don't com- let's not compare Ferguson to Louis C.K. Well, no, I think Ferguson's the best at what he does. The late night talk show. Exactly. He's the best late night yeah. talk show host. He's maybe in the top 100 stand-ups. Okay. That are doing national stuff. All right, beast. I've never seen his stand-up, but anyway, so I found Louis C.K. and then I went that route. I started finding like I found Bill Burr. And uh, Doug Stanhope and Bill Hicks. And These that, make sense. That, yeah, that, that sort of changed it like from like, holy fuck, like I got to get on that. Like, yeah. That is something I need. Like, that's like they're taking thoughts out of my brain and like yeah. telling them to 2,000 people in London. Like that's, or Montreal, or <laughs> fuck they were filmed. Like that's crazy. And so I was that's like, the goal, having yeah, a career yeah. like that. Well, I want to be able to do whatever I want in front of uh, a, a good audience. It doesn't have to be... I don't care if it's $50. I don't want to do Dane Cook. I just want to, like... Uh, I want it to feel right. Like, when I played the Lakeshore, that was as good as... That's perfect. ...comedy field. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. That was, like, a 1,200-seat place, 800-seat place? Lakeshore Theater? Yeah. Like 350 if it was packed. Oh, really? That's it? Yeah. Pretty it's a lot bigger. If you had a mezzanine, it could have gotten up to, like, probably six, 700. It felt a lot bigger. Yeah, it's I know. It's a great place. You know what? Surprising about that place is uh, when you're on stage, it feels very intimate. But it looks big. You think yeah. like, oh, it's like a movie theater. I've never been on that stage. That kind of has that, like, rock vibe. I really like that. I like that just, like, feeling where you're just electric and, like, the fucking everybody's into what you're doing at that moment. And you're, like, you are connecting with them. And that's a really cool thing. It's not a new thing. Obviously, it's been talked about. But, like, I just, I, it's such a cool thing when you are bringing your life to that stage. When did you realize you were ready to do things like that? Because uh, I'm assuming you got shows that you shouldn't have gotten the first year you were doing comedy. Well, and then now we're looking back. Well, it like, started in college, mistake. and I so my actually there's a guy Prashanth Venkataraman Ajam. Yeah, you know him. I, I've only seen him. He's he's funny. Yeah, yeah, he's good, good comic. He, he got good. me started. He I saw him do it at University of Illinois at some gallery at some review cabaret show okay. that the acting department was putting on. And they, and they, I was like, oh, 
I went up to him after him. I was like, how'd you get into that? He said he had started when he was like 17 doing shows for friends in high school or something. Wow. And so he said, contact this guy. This is who booked it. And that guy happened to be a friend of mine. So I was like, you think I could do this? He's like, well, write five minutes and audition for me. So I had to write, I wrote five minutes. I auditioned for him in a room just for him. No microphone. Just doing my five minute routine, staring at this fucking guy in a chair. Yeah. Like, and uh, he said, all right, that's good. And he put me up at this show. I did like five minutes. It was like a weekend. It was two shows. Uh, and they went really well, which usually the first shows do. Okay. I remember I was in like sweatshirt and flip-flops. I was like a piece <laughs> of shit. And, um, well, right now you're wearing, you look like you could be in a decent fashion magazine right now. Oh, thank you very much. You have dark jeans, a good coat. I like the coat. Facial yeah, hair good. is like just right length of everything. Your hair looks good and fashioned. Like your shirt's it. clean. You don't look like a stand-up comic from Chicago. <laughs> You don't reek I, of booze I don't and regret. Yeah, I mean, I don't have holes in my clothes. Exactly. I have, well, I have some holy clothes, but I just don't wear that out. You're a good man. Okay. I, I wear them at home. You do your five minutes. That's the start. Yeah, it was the start, and then I started, uh, I would hit a couple open mics in college. This is like 06, 06, yeah, 06. And uh, I did maybe 10 times in, the, in like that first six months. Like, okay. I just didn't do it. And then uh, over that summer, I came to the city a little bit and did it. And started doing some shows. Those all went horribly because yeah. I was terrible. The five yeah. minutes I did was a fluke. <laughs> um, but you're also at a crowd that's so on your side too. Was yeah you right. And, and I wasn't so I wasn't doing anything like what I'm doing now. It was a lot of like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I would rip people off left and right. I would do Stephen Wright jokes and I, I wouldn't do their jokes. Yeah, yeah. But I would do like that style. Right. You're finding your voice. Right. And I did a lot of Holocaust stuff because I thought I was. It was always interesting to me to do something that was. Like a little weirder, like edgy, like yeah. whatever, just like stuff that makes people go like, oh, and yeah. like if you can make that funny, you feel like you can make anything funny. Okay. So and then I quit uh, at the end of 2007 for four months. Why? Uh, just to stalk my ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's where that comes yeah. from. How did that go? Apparently, really well. You got some great material out of it. Well, right, but that's because I lived the moment and I reflected. I didn't have it. I was. So the like, advice to kids is follow your muse and stalk her, and then years later it will be worth it. Years later, you won't figure out how to break up, and you'll stalk the next ones too. Um, I love that. That's true. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, it is. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Sears Tower. Right. I can't. I, I'm getting uncomfortable. Are you really? No, but like I know, like I'm not uncomfortable at all. But like I feel like I should break some sort of real moment with a joke. No, like don't. A, I'm gonna just that's swim a, in it. That's an instinct of mine. It came from probably uh, growing up in a horrible like I, I don't know. Oh, I understand. That's why I ask the questions don't answer them. Right. Uh, yeah, so uh, this girl, this was like the first girl. So, all right, so this all co comes together. Like, I was a very isolated kid. Uh, I couldn't hear anybody, so I would just sit in the front of class and just pretend like I understood stuff. And, like, I would have to go and, like, learn it almost on my own, a lot of this stuff. Okay. Because I did well in school. People didn't, people didn't know what was wrong with me because I was so, like, highly functional or whatever that people were like, anytime I didn't hear somebody, they thought I was stupid. Or something because yeah. like they would never occur to them that that was an issue because I don't I wouldn't say anything. Well, yeah, no. My one close knows. friends I would tell eventually. Okay, but anybody else didn't know, uh, and that's why I'm 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 very like I can only be in like a close friendship. I can't I can't deal with any middle ground. Either I trust you completely and I open up to you. That's interesting. Or I don't fucking care. I see. Okay, that's the second part. I don't fucking care. Okay. It's I don't care. It's I I I'm just pretending. I will I will like the the cordial politeness is uh -huh. just stuff that I've learned. 
It's not okay. real. Like, I don't know what to say to you. I don't want to be no one mean. Does. No one does. I don't want to be mean. And so sometimes that comes off very abrasive because sometimes I'm not abiding by the unwritten social contract. I, get it. I completely, I completely understand. So sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and that can be like, oh, what a dick. It's like I don't know you. I don't. I'm not a dick. I don't like. I don't not like you. I don't know you. You're so, indifferent. Yeah, and like I sh- as I should be. I don't. I think that's fair. Know who you are, and so like, <clears throat> and that goes into with you know when I date people too. It's like that. It's like uh, all or nothing. I'm okay. like that. I'm all or nothing. So you're gonna in like, every aspect of my life. You, this is very Mark Marinish. I know he scares me. I, I don't want some of the stuff he. I'm scared to listen to a lot of his stuff because I don't want to like bite it, and then I also don't want to like you see my future. Yeah, don't, you're... <laughs> I, I I feel like if I see that, I'll be tempted to like justify that behavior and end up like that and be like, yeah, okay, do he's done that. I want to like if I get there, I want to get there my own way. Okay, so maybe that's dumb. I don't know. No, it's not dumb. I don't see you falling into his traps. You don't have a substance abuse problem, number one. True. And if you only have the relationship problem, fine, whatever. He's got two. You've got one. Right. It is a problem, let's be honest. He's got, oh, he's got substance and relationship? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, who knows? Um, true. Okay. Do you casually date anyone? Can I you? have. Does I don't have... like it. No, okay. it's not fun. You want to meet somebody? You want to be in a relationship and you want that? I don't even know. I mean, like, I don't know. Right now, who knows? I, 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 I want that constantly. I don't know if I could actually be in that. Is it good that you're single if you're a comic? <clears throat> uh... <laughs> You'll probably do better at stand-up, yes, but you'd probably be more unhappy. Okay, this is that kind just of living world. in this fucking world of mutants. Do you think of what you alcoholic do? mutants? Yes, yeah, and great. like it's there's no tethering to to reality. It's very strange. It's like it, it can be very lonely, even when there's a million people around. Yeah, you're the sad clown. Right, and it's just like right. There's it's no just way a, around it. You are. It's just a lot. Every of like, comic is. It's not a bad thing. Everyone's just looking for that thing, and nobody can give it to each other because nobody has it themselves. <laughs> Everyone's just looking for love and acceptance, but nobody can even get to give it to themselves. So it's just these fifty people bouncing around a room, like is it just bouncing? All, is this love? Is this am I are we loving each other? But you're not. You're just getting drunk and high five. I don't know. That's um, love. It's not, though, because <laughs> you can't love yourself and you can't love somebody else. I firmly believe that. Um, it's true. And so all the love that these desperate people, including myself, talk about, it's not love. It's possessive obsession and void That filling. could be your album title. Possessive obsession? Yeah. Or your perfume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drew Michael, possessive obsession. You quit for four months. You stalk for four months. You get back in. Why do you get back in? Well, uh, so I was, well, I was miserable. I was, uh, I wasn't even thinking about stand-up. I, I couldn't do it. It wasn't like I quit. I just, every day I couldn't do it. And then, and then, and then uh, you know, a day became a week, became a month. And then all of a sudden, okay, a month off, you're not doing it anymore. So I would, like, go to the, I would do crazy stuff. I would, like, go to the batting cages to, like, I used to play baseball a lot as a kid. We should go to the cages. I went to the batting cages. Like, I would work out a lot and go to the batting cages. Like, that would be, like, my exercise. And I was so, such a fucking wreck. I would be in the batting cages alone. There was nobody there. And, like, I would break down in the batting cages. And, like, you know how sometimes, like, if, if you miss or something, like, you got to, like, scoop the balls yeah. back and, and throw it by, back to the, like, the receiver yeah. so it can go back into the ca- into the machine. I would just, like, be crying and chucking the ball at the machine. Like, this is horrible for, for months. That was my life. 
And so I finally calmed down, and I took a trip to L.A. with uh, buddy, with my college roommate, and uh, we went to the Laugh Factory out in Los Angeles to see a stand-up show. Headliner of the show, Joe Coy. I don't know if you know who that is. No, I don't. Is he any good? He's a high-energy guy. Very good performer in material. So he's a performer more than a comic. Shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's okay. L.A. Okay, okay. It's everyone out there. Uh, they're just, like, smiling and, like, flashing their jacket, like, please hire me for your sitcom. That's really all their bits. And when I yeah. hear their bits, it's like, so I was on Facebook, please hire me for your sitcom. <laughs> uh, and so, but on the show was Bill Burr, who, okay. is, who I really liked. I'd never seen live before. And he did this bit that single-handedly got me back into stand-up. Nice. It was, uh, the bit is on his uh, last special, Why the Hell Do I Do This?, it was that bit where he talks about like uh, he's like he's uh, like he's like I don't know I got fucked up thoughts. He's like uh, you ever you ever you ever just driving? You see like forty people on the side of the road and you just think like you're gonna run them over. And he's like uh, he's like you don't do it, you just think it. And that's what he's like that's that, you know that's what uh that's what separates the the psycho from the functioning psycho. And he's this whole bit about like how if you just keep your hand right at the wheel, you're a normal schmuck. Nobody knows who you are. And you move your hand two degrees to the right. You're on the cover of Newsweek. That's his. That's his <laughs> joke. And like he did this whole thing, and it was just like it, to me that was so like, oh yes, I do think things like that. I had no idea that that was funny like that. And so it kind of taught me in a way, uh, like okay, I was like, this is what I need to do. I need to get to the point where I can do something like that in my own way, my own version of of those types of things. I'm just checking. Don't worry. Battery time. No, we're good. All right. I'm just checking the time. You're good at this. At the what, at talking? talking, yeah. Well, uh, maybe that's maybe that's from therapy. Maybe. Does this feel like therapy? What's that? Does this feel like therapy? Uh, I don't interviews. I always, for some reason, when I get interviewed, I always like unload it's stuff. It's great. I don't. Know I've never if heard the great. batting cages. That's the thing. I don't have. I did an interview with uh, Christy Mangle, who is a friend of the show. Recon Magazine, go pick that up. Yeah, uh, yeah. She writes for the Apiary as well. Um, and was, you know, we got to interview, and I told her, I'm like, look, this is gonna be very strange. I'm not a close friend of yours. Yeah. Like you're in the same scene. We're not close friends, but like for the sake of you writing this article, I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah. And Did I you tell her the batting cage story. I don't think I, I don't know if I mentioned that. I mean, I talk. We talk about a lot of stuff. Like, okay. I don't know. It, some stuff didn't get mentioned, but not out of the batting. I'm, I didn't censor. The batting cage story should be in a film. Just me fucking chucking these Anyone. yellow. Balls that are dead and so they, they don't look like uh, tennis. They look like golf balls, but big. Right, big golf yeah. tennis ball things or like rubbery. Huh? Where'd you go when you did this? This is in Buffalo Grove. Oh, okay. It's called Escape, which I actually later did a comedy show at a couple years later. <laughs> did you mention that what you were doing years earlier? No, no. God, it's perfect. No, I it's didn't. so sad. And well, mostly because the comedy show I did there was in front of nobody. Yeah. So. Well, understood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you write? All oh. these comics say I write. A lot of people don't write, and they just go up. They have four notes about. They have a topic and four points they want to hit, and they go up and perform it. I've done mic. stuff like that. I'm starting to do more stuff like that because I think it, it builds a muscle. Like you should be. I think you should be able to do that because, like, that's when you riff. That's really what you're doing. Yeah. You're, you're, you just hit a topic and you spin off a bunch of stuff. And so I feel like if you have an idea of a thing you want to talk about, you should be able to riff on it and make it funny. Um, but a lot of my stuff is real. Like I write it. It's very performancey. Um, you were I, describing before we were recording. It's like a math problem, or it's very. Well, I said I'm very mathematical about my process. Okay, and that's true. Like if you look at my notes, like how my 
like I reorganize my bits and like I have it in like a, a flow. Like there's chunks that are put together. Okay. And uh, it's almost exactly how you would format a computer science program. Doesn't that limit you? Like, uh, maybe, but when you're doing what, it what, on stage, anytime you put words on paper, you're limiting the fucking idea. But when you're doing it on stage, you could still riff on. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I I, I want to keep it loose. Okay. But what I'm saying is like, so let's say I have a bit about, you know, uh, I had the Jewish holidays joke, okay. and then I have a bit about sports. Okay, I'll just put in a in a one document like Jewish holidays and sports. So it's okay. like a set list for a band. Exactly, it's a set list. And what's funny is like, so I, I actually studied computer science in school in college. That's C++? Most, it, yeah, nice. that was in uh, the engineering school. It was a computer okay. science program is one of like the best computer science schools in the country. Yeah, my friend went. He's got money now. Right. Okay. So C plus plus perfect. So in a, in a C program or a C plus plus program, you have two files. Yes. Okay, and this is gonna get nerdy, so pay attention though. You can get it, you can understand it. It's uh, the .h, it's the header file, yep. and the .cpp or the .c, whatever your whatever language you're in. And the .h, the header file, it just has basically the the name of the functions that you're gonna write. So it's gonna have the name and basically what it's gonna do. That's all it's gonna have. And then then the the definition file, the .cpp file, will have the explanation of how it does it have all the coding so like if you're if you're writing like a multiply function mm -hmm. we'll say multiply a b and then you go to the, the definition file and then we'll say multiply a b but then underneath it will say like take a multiply by b return the result like with yep. all the all the information and that's exactly how i have my notes structured at home how does that work though i mean it's different it's not is it based okay because in a c plus plus program it's this happens then this happens so is it this i say this joke and i get a laugh and then i do this or I do this, I don't get a laugh, and then I do a different thing. No, it's not It's not an if-then thing. It's just an ordering. Okay. So, like, and I, I decide the order based on, like, what flows. And then I rearrange it based on, like, if the bit changes. So, uh, you know, obviously, like, there's a lot of notes I have about, say, breakups or, or just love or, or uh, lots of different things. Death. I have sort of all sorts of notes on stuff. So sometimes it, it, you have to figure out where exactly those ideas fit. And then you put them in to the bit and then that, maybe that changes its spot in the, okay. in the list. Do you know of any other comic that works this way? I don't, not that I, not anyone here. A lot of people are, are a lot more, uh, less methodical about it. Does it make it easier if you're methodical about it? You know what you're doing. It's um, like you it's just, I mean, it's just one of those things, that's how I work. Some people work uh, without writing anything down. Some people work, they, you know, they're a mess, but that just makes sense to them. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't say it's better than the other. Do you like crowd work? Because how does crowd work fit into this? I don't like it, but I have to be able to... I used to be terrible at it. Terrible. I would, like... Uh, I would hate it. I would hate talking to people. A lot of it was because uh, I wasn't confident in yeah. hearing... Well, no, so that's another thing. So, I when I started... When I came back to do stand-up, I, I fixed the hearing problem. I, I finally went to an ear doctor. How did you fix it? Uh, I started with a... Uh, what's called a completely in the canal hearing aid. Oh, okay. Which is uh, abbreviated to CIC. Okay. And that's the, the, the smallest one that was available at the time. Because I, I don't have like a main... It's, 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 uh, it's a moderate loss, they call it. Um, but still. Yeah, so I finally was like, fuck it, I have to. Like, this yeah. is... I'm, 20, I'm 22. My life has been spent... Like, I would hang out with friends. We'd watch TV. And I wouldn't be able to... I would just stare. Because I couldn't hear the TV. Wow. So it's like you're...
you're a foreigner, you would have no idea what the language exactly. is. Exactly. So yeah. people would laugh, and I would laugh just so I didn't have to deal with the conversation. I would just like Your to life's know. a sad indie film. <laughs> is it? I don't know. And it closes with you in the batting cage. My life is a Nick Drake album. Yeah, that ends well. His albums end okay. They're good songs. Yeah, they'll be in car commercials in 30 years. <laughs> no, nobody. He's not alive to sell himself out. Well, he it wasn't a car commercial. Which song? Uh, it's from the big one from like whatever album came out in like '72. Pink Moon. Yeah. Which song? I don't know. Oh, I've no. never had it. I've never had it on an iPod. I only had it on CD. That's terrible. So, yeah. So you're gonna end up selling cars with your bits. Great. I hope. I hope. I hope it does. I hope. Uh, we gotta end this because we gotta go see uh, James Fritz record his first. Oh, album. great! I'm getting bumped by a guy who's not even here. Yeah, that's how it normally goes. Uh, we've bumped James Fritz for you before. Don't worry. Okay. Tip for tat. I think you're one of the funniest people in this city. I don't see you staying long in this city. Um, From our conversation just now, you seem to be more ambitious than this city could offer you. Yeah, but there is. Uh, I, 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 I've been in New York. I feel like that's where it's, I, I'm going to do a lot of my Six work. Six months, a year, two years, three years? I would say hopefully within the next two years, but I, I don't, I'm not one for time frames. When I'm ready... Um, do you have support of your parents? Like, they lo- know what you're doing, they don't hate it? They, they're very supportive. That's insane to me. Very supportive. Uh, well, I think, here's the thing, I, and this could be totally uh, off base, but I feel like it's because of my attitude. Like, okay, I obviously can do this, I have ability. Yeah. Like, that's undeniable, like, okay, I'm not saying that I'll be the biggest ever, but like, it's clear that I... This could be a career. Right, I'm not fooling myself here. Yeah. It's a matter of, you know, keeping putting the work and, and et cetera. So, uh, and they see that. So there, there's that side of it. They're like, okay, he's not an idiot. Like I'm not like floundering and yeah. like not. I, I've made progress. And there's so many people like that who, who who say what you say. Like I can't believe your parents. Like even my parents don't even know that I do this. Well, my mom was at my live show last night. First time she's ever seen a live okay. show. Okay. And she's like, oh, it was great. And it was a shit show. I fucking bombed. Yeah, but she probably like that's my son. That, that's the thing. It's a stupid pride thing. Sure. It's not. It's not based on anything real. Uh, but I think and if people, what I'm trying to do and what you're trying to do is not normal and it, there's not a set climb okay it's not like I go to school I go to grad school I do an internship here's my job right, you make your own path exactly it's quite difficult and that they support you but what eight years ago they didn't want you to become an actor says a lot well and that's what I'm saying I think like if you own it if you take what you're doing and own it and make it yours yeah and and, and or, or stand behind it everyone else will follow there's, they're going to have no choice. Yeah. So I think people, when people say that their parents, they don't talk to their parents about I think that says a lot about them. Like, that they're they're not completely convinced yet. That I, makes sense. I, I just feel like... I agree with you. That's and, a great point. I never thought of that, but you're right. I just feel like if you own it, and you're like, this is what I do. Yeah. This is my thing. I am, I'm, I'm in. I believe in myself. I believe in what I'm doing. Like, this, I'm, I'm committed to myself. If you commit to yourself, then people will follow. If you can't even believe in yourself, then why, why would anyone else? You could be a motivational speaker. Yeah, right. I'm the next Kyle Cease. I've never seen Kyle Cease. He, he's that new class about believing in yourself. Oh, does he do? I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to tell you how to believe no, in yourself. No, does he do the stand-up class? Yeah. No, that's different. That's bullshit. No, but the whole thing that's is like believe in yourself. I'm not going to tell you how to believe in yourself. I'm saying, but if you don't believe in yourself, then nobody else will. I just said it as a flippant joke. But... Right. No, I know. <laughs> but like, I, 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 I sense myself getting close to that. It's you need to have that. And I understand that on stage you do the exact opposite than in reality. Which is what you don't want to see someone that's confident and positive. You want to see someone that's confident about their sadness and about their pain and about their. Real no, life. I just you know that whole thing.
thing is true. Yeah, it's not. I don't want you to be sad. I just no. want you to be, I just want you to be aware that you are sad also. Yes, that makes sense. But I'm not. Of course, if you're sad, then it's just annoying and boring. And pick up on a guitar and a fucking harmonica and sound like Dylan, who sounded like Guthrie, who ripped off a of blues guys. It, I, I know that. Yeah, Woody Guthrie, right? What I'm saying is, you need to have the confidence in your ability to be sad. Right. And your ability and to like, emote that. Like I, that's see that and that's that goes back to the whole thing. Like that's where the frustration comes in. I feel like and I you know I try and I probably fall short of my own standards for sure and I hate myself for it when I do that. But like you know, open your eyes. Like there's n- like let's start basic. The stuff you learn in school is horseshit. You have to know that. And and the things that you see on TV and in movies are horseshit. The things that you're told are horseshit. Uh and I feel like so many people just, they don't want to bother with what was really happening because it might, it's frightening. Because what they're told is very safe, especially here in this country, very safe. All the shit that we condemn, all the shit that we, you know, we condemn slavery, we outlawed slavery in, in, in the 19th century, but we still support slavery, it's just not here anymore. We, we you know, Animal rights, we're big on like, oh, we have pet dogs. You just don't see the fucking murder of cows that you just eat. It's all, let's keep it, like, you throw away your garbage and it's gone. It goes into some landfill, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, we fight wars, but they're all overseas. That's why 9-11 was so crazy, because there was, like, it's fucking here. Which I thought, that's one of the the greatest, like, acts of war. Yeah. That, like, that was insane. Uh, But it's all, this, this country is very, and I think people have that mentality where it's like, it's like all that bad stuff is is over there. It's not in my life. It's all people are starving in Africa. It's not here. They don't want to see that. They don't want to because that's that's it's that's too real. It's too and, and they're the same about their own shit. People don't want to see the connections of of why they're this way. That they are flawed and fucked up and that they are affected by the past. It, 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 it's just stuff like that. It's just like let's why why can't we just be okay with that? Why do we have to be so scared of the things? That we aren't sure about. If we're all okay with that, then we the, the world would completely change. I think I think that's. The, I don't know if I'm saying I can solve the world, but like if you, if each person took it upon themselves to really dissect it all and to be like, I'm okay with that. I accept yeah, yeah. this. We're dying. Uh, I'm a human being. I'm part of nature. I'm not special. I'm not anything. We're all not anything, but we're all also everything to ourselves. If you can accept that. Uh, and, and be in touch with that, then you, all this stuff you wouldn't see any of this stuff. So much like like the stuff that I try to not. I feel like TV and sports and all that stuff would go away, and the people it wouldn't even be in people's brains. Like why the fuck would we do this? But the people are so and so. I, yeah, I get frustrated. I get frustrated myself too for falling uh, into the same traps or whatever. But like that's where that's that's I hateful. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. No, I understand. I'm laughing at... I like uh, how I say one thing and you explain the world. Oh. It was awesome. No, I'm very... Let's uh, plug something before we go. I mean, you should know. Every Wednesday night... Yeah, at Timothy O'Toole's. Uh, you can check it out. Uh, Comedianshouldknow.com. Comedianshouldknow.com. Uh, I recommend listeners to buy the advance tickets. Uh, the shows will sell out. They sell out quite frequently. And also, it's $5 cheaper if you buy online. Yes. And it's a super great room. It's $5 show. It's and it's cheap. totally worth it. It's not shit. I've Your lineups are impeccable. Uh, don't fuck around with that, especially if you're from out of town. If you're from out of town, that's a great way to spend a night. Yeah, downtown, it's $5 show. There's no drink minimum. There's a whole bar and it's food great. stuff. So. Um, I'm also, if I can, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, my website is going to come out. It's not yet. 
But uh, stay posted, DrewMichaelComedy.com. I'm actually going to start my own podcast. Yeah, yeah, we will plug your podcast once it's out. What's it going to be called? The Drew Michael Podcast? I think it's going to be called The Date with Drew Michael. Ooh, romantic. Yeah, well, it's very much... It's it's based on the idea. Well, whatever. Just there it is. All right, and we're uh, right now we're gonna go to see Fritz, and we're also gonna go downstairs and listen to Mr. Rogers to cheer us both up. Oh, great! I love Mr. Rogers. All right, thanks for doing this.